When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello all of you beautiful people, Jules here for WhatCulture.com and now gather round my fellow goons, I have got a super simple plan for you. Instead of an unnecessary, complicated, villainous scheme, let's just do nothing. I know, it sounds mad, but trust me, take a look at these examples and you'll totally agree. As I'm Jules, this is WhatCulture.com and these are 10 movie villains who would have won by doing nothing. Number 10, Loki, Thor. As much as Loki clearly loves an unnecessarily cunning plot to get what he wants, his Machiavellian scheming can evidently get the better of him sometimes. In the original Thor, Loki sabotages Thor's coronation in Asgard, eventually causing Thor to be banished to Earth by Odin. Now that might sound like a solid enough plan to get Thor out of the way, except that Thor's time on Earth allows him to grow enormously as a person, putting his arrogance aside and becoming more humble. But Loki's biggest single mistake might have been sending the Destroyer to Earth to try and kill Thor, which ironically resulted in his brother proving himself to be worthy of Mjolnir and getting his powers back. Loki would have been in a far better position to take over Asgard if he simply let Thor run rampant as a reckless, petulant god who would likely self-annihilate sooner or later. But rather than play the simple waiting game, Loki got impatient and hatched a contrived scheme which inevitably backfired. Number 9. Josef Tarasov John Wick in the world of the John Wick franchise, not getting on the legendary assassin's bad side definitely counts as winning. But you certainly can't call Russian gangster Yosef Tarasov a winner given that he actively goes out of his way to antagonize Wick and ends up paying the mortal price for it. After Wick refuses to sell his vintage 1969 Ford Mustang to Yosef, he has his men break into Wick's home, beat him up, steal his car, and worst of all, kill his beagle puppy Daisy, who was gifted to him by his late wife. Hilariously, even Yosef's mob boss father, Vigo, struggles to defend his son's actions and expresses no surprise whatsoever when he gets shot to bits by Wick later on. Literally all he had to do in order to keep his cushy lifestyle as a protected member of his father's crime syndicate was to leave the guy, his car, and especially his damn dog alone. Number 8. Turl. Battlefield Earth. As much as dissecting the particulars of Battlefield Earth's insane screenplay might seem like a fruitless endeavor, the movie's antagonist, Turl, basically hands a victory to the humans on a silver bloody platter. Now, Turl is a high-ranking member of an alien race known as the Cyclos, who have ruled Earth for 1,000 years, using humans as slaves to mine the planet's resources. Human protagonist, Johnny, ends up getting captured by Turl, who, believing him to be useful, selects Johnny to lead a mining operation on Earth. Now, Turl 
Pearl not only allows Johnny to swat up on centuries of human history in an instant by giving him access to a cyclo learning machine, but he directs him to Denver's public library where he becomes inspired by the Declaration of Bloody Independence. In more material terms, Tell also gives Johnny a shuttle and orders him to find gold, leading Johnny to eventually discover an underground base which he uses to plot a successful uprising against the Cyclos. By the film's end, the Cyclos have been conquered and Tell is imprisoned on Earth. All Tell had to do to maintain the status quo was literally anything but give Johnny bafflingly special treatment. Number 7. Lord Shen Kung Fu Panda 2 Kung Fu Panda 2's Lord Shen is a villain ultimately hamstrung by his own dogged desire to ensure that an apparent prophecy does not come to pass. After a soothsayer tells him in his youth that he would be defeated by a warrior of black and white, Shen organizes a massacre of all the pandas in a nearby village. But in a feat of self-fulfilling prophecy, this is the very act which leads to Shen's downfall, as the massacre results in Po being adopted by Mr. Ping and then sets him on a path to eventually becoming the Dragon Warrior. And so, without Shen's massacre of Po's village in the first place, Po would have never received the training necessary to take him on and ultimately defeat him. This is very much a chicken and egg situation, deterministically speaking, because it's entirely possible that Shen would have never met a fitting challenger had he not sacked the panda village that day, especially given that the soothsayer gave a mere prediction of Shen's fate. Number 6. Don Chicho, The Godfather Part 2 much of The Godfather Part 2 deals with the early life of Vito, particularly the murder of Vito's father at the hands of the ruthless Sicilian Don Chicho. Chicho kills Vito's father for refusing to pay tribute to him, seeing this as a massive insult. And because that's not enough, he then has Vito's brother killed during their father's funeral and orders the murder of Vito and his mother to tie up all loose ends. However, Vito's mother sacrificed herself to allow him to escape to America, and 20 years later he returns to Italy to get bloody revenge on him, brutally stabbing him from gut to throat. As is so common amongst mobsters, Chicho's own arrogance got the better of him. He simply couldn't abide by somebody refusing to pay a protection fee to him and so set himself up to get greased two decades later. Had he left Vito's family well enough alone, he would have likely stayed on top until he died of natural causes some time later. Number 5. Victor Underworld Vampire elder Victor is generally accepted in underworld lore to be the most powerful vampire who has ever lived, yet he makes a number of wholly unnecessary bloodthirsty decisions which ultimately ensure his own demise. For starters, in the prequel Rise of the Lycans, Victor has his own daughter murdered for having a secret affair with a lycan, which ends up kicking off the bloody vampire lycan war. But his single biggest mistake must surely be killing Selena's father when she was young, yet deciding to spare Selena herself because of her strong resemblance to his own daughter. This ultimately seals his own fate, as at the end of the first film, it is Selina herself who ends up killing him by slicing his head in half. This chain of events could have been avoided if Victor wasn't so damn particular about who his daughter was sleeping with. Number 4. The Evil Queen, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs The best revenge, they say, is living well, a piece of advice that clearly went well over the head of Snow White's evil queen. A victim of her own unrelenting vanity, the queen's life is turned upside down when the magic mirror informs her that she is no longer the fairest of them all, but in fact that her stepdaughter Snow White has usurped her. And you know the rest. The queen makes numerous attempts to have Snow White killed, eventually leading to her own death where she falls off a cliff. 
Looks aren't everything, especially when you're literally the most powerful person in the land. And so all the evil queen has to do in order to maintain her god-tier position was to try not to murder her totally innocent stepdaughter. There wasn't even anyone else in sight gunning for her throne, so had she not become so consumed by her own vain obsessiveness, the evil queen would have just been fine. Number 3. Xylor The Chronicles of Riddick Similarly to Kung Fu Panda 2's Lord Shen, the Chronicles of Riddick's Lord Marshal Xylor was compelled by a supposed prophecy to commit a series of actions which ended up sealing his fate. Thirty years prior to the events of the film, Xylor launched an attack on Riddick's home planet, slaughtering young men en masse to ward off a prophecy that foretold that he would be overthrown by a Furion. However, Riddick was one of the few Furions to survive the massacre despite a failed attempt to strangle him with his own umbilical cord, which in turn set Riddick on course to become a mentally unstable, murderous sociopath who, indeed, kills him at the end of the movie. Though just like Lord Shen, Xylor could never have been certain if he eluded his fate simply by doing nothing, but it at least would have ensured that Riddick never ended up on his orbit. Well, probably anyway. Number 2. Justin Hammer – Iron Man 2 Though few will remember Iron Man 2's Justin Hammer as one of the MCU's greatest villains, that's probably in part because he basically had victory in the bag by just sitting back and munching on a bag of popcorn. In the movie, Hammer makes a deal with Whiplash by breaking him out of prison and helping him fake his own death in order to build a series of armored suits to compete with Tony Stark. Except Whiplash commits Hammer's resources to fueling his own revenge mission against Stark, turning Hammer's armored suit expo into a murder quest that eventually leads to Hammer's arrest rest. But had Hammer just bided his time, there's actually a very strong possibility that the alcoholic, wildly out-of-controlled Stark would have flamed out one way or another, becoming a booze-soaked recluse if not fatally succumbing to his demons outright. This likely would have allowed Hammer to eventually acquire Stark's Iron Man suits while making billions of dollars per Hammer Industries' juicy contracts with the US Armed Forces. And number one, Caster Troy, Face Off. Face-Off's villain, Caster Troy, is far from a passive character, with his raging, ego-driven, psychopathic tendencies ultimately preventing him from making the smartest use of his unique face-swapping predicament. Once Troy has his face switched with that of FBI agent Sean Archer, he plays the role of the dutiful husband and father, even roughing up the handsy boyfriend of Archer's daughter and giving her a butterfly knife for protection. This ends up backfiring spectacularly in the third act, however, when Troy takes Jamie hostage and she uses the very same knife to stab him in the leg, even twisting the knife just as he advised her to prior. Troy is then majorly hobbled for the final showdown with Archer, leading to his eventual death by spear gun following an epic speedboat chase. But really, Troy could have avoided all of this fuss if he just did what most sane people in this position would, and that is to get on the first plane to a far-flung country with no extradition to the US. Between having the face of an unwanted man and leaving his adversary with his own very wanted face, while everyone who performed the initial surgery had been killed by Troy, he would have escaped. Escape would have been an absolute piece of cake. Even with DNA and blood testing able to eventually deduce Archer's identity, the sheer confusion of the scenario would have created enough of a smokescreen for Troy as Archer to get away unscathed. But in his psychotic arrogance, Troy couldn't do the smart thing. He had to set off on a convoluted scheme to quite literally assume Archer's life by avoiding all of that nonsense and just hopping on a plane, he would have been unstoppable. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.